What if we thought differently about our business and what we deserve and where we're headed and what's supposed to be or should be? Today on the Creative Shop Talk podcast, I have a special guest for you. It's a privilege. It's a privilege, 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 and a pleasure to have Emily King, who's an incredible business coach, on the podcast with us today. So I have met Emily. I met Emily, I don't know when, (laughs) in business circles many moons ago, and she's just an incredible business owner she's an incredible human and the way she thinks and the things that she shares and how she does business just align so beautifully with the way that I like to do business and I know you're going to love her too she's going to help us shift our mindset around money around the way we think about our business she gives some incredible great actionable tips and things that we can take away and just action them right away when we're doing exercises i have notes and notes and notes that i took from the podcast so i'm sure you will as well i'm going to read emily's bio before we jump into our interview um i'm going to read the official bio which is emily king is a money mindset and business mentor who's helping women who's been helping women since 2015, create financial freedom and normalizing being extraordinary. Isn't that awesome? She has an, an MBA NLP coaching certification certification and a hint of woo. Emily has coached numerous clients from the proverbial basement to multi-million dollar earnings. Her nickname is the Money Godmother. Don't you love that? The Money Godmother. And we're going to talk about that. We're going to unpack that. She explains where that comes from. And you're going to love you're going to love it. You're just going to love it. So grab a coffee, get something with a notepad because you're going to want to take notes today. And let's dive into today's episode. Running a retail business doesn't have to be so hard. Welcome to the Creative Shop Talk podcast, the go-to podcast for creative shop owners, studio owners, and independent retailers. I'm your host, Wendy Batten, retail business coach and mentor. Each week, I'll share simple, proven business strategies, inspiring stories from fellow retailers, and advice from industry experts. Together, we're going to work to find the success you want from your retail business with more profits in your till and a little more joy in your life. Hi, Emily. I have a treat for you listeners today here on the Creative Shop Talk podcast. I have a special guest, not a retailer. I try to bring in retailers and people with retail stories. And this is a little bit different. We're stepping out of our box today, which I love to do. I'm gonna, we're going to do more of, I think. So I have a guest today, Emily King. Welcome to the Creative Shop Talk podcast. Thanks for having me. I'm honored to be a little like outside the norm. <laughs> You're outside the box. You're outside of my box for me today. Yeah. No, I think I just lo- I just love Emily, um, as I said in the intro, and I've been following Emily for a long time. And Emily, I'd love for you to just tell tell us what you do. Do you want to just share a little bit of your business story and what brought you to where you are right now in your business? Yeah. So what I do is, and it's funny, like we were saying earlier before we started the recording, it's like people don't like really get what we do. Like my dad. <laughs> He was like, if I had a gun to my head and somebody said, like, tell me what your daughter does. He's like, I wouldn't be able to tell him what she does. <laughs> so we're in a fairly newish world. But what I do is money mindset and business mentoring. So what that means by money mindset is to give you the, the little backstory is I've been, well, I don't know if you know this, Wendy, but when I was a kid, I sold pieces of my hair to make money. <laughs> no. no. 
but it's naturally this auburn color. And I had a relative of mine when I was a kid say like, I love the color of your hair. And I was like, well, I'll sell you a piece for a dollar. And we were in the whole party selling pieces of my hair. Anyhow, I've been so fascinated by this money thing. And I think that as women uh, in particular, it holds us back so much in business in not like feeling uncomfortable with selling, not pricing ourselves accordingly that to, to really support ourselves taking things that we're really good at and gifted at and thinking like, oh, well, it's just my little side hobby and not really pursuing your passion because it feels like you should do the nine to five ish type thing. So all that to say back in 2015 was when I started my business called the rich woman. And I was a little uncomfortable calling it the rich woman because I was afraid that people would think I was like this materialistic, like, let's just go make a ton of money. And, you know, but it wasn't about that. It was about empowering ourselves around money because it just, it just broke my heart seeing amazing women and business owners have to shut down or not fully, you know, go for it because of this whole money thing. And I, I believe that as passionate or as like awesome as somebody may be, the foundation of a business is money because if you're not making money, it's not a business. Right. Yeah. That's that, that's why you're here. (laughs) This is what I talk about a lot. And because we can be all heart centered and care and like, that's me, that's my people, (laughs) you know, we care about our hobby and we take our, but the money matters. So carry on. Yes. And I love how you bring like being heart centered and making money are not mutually exclusive. Like they get to coexist. And that's what I'm here to help people do is know that you can make great money. You can fully support yourself and be heart centered and love what you do and help a lot of people. It's not, you have to be broke and help a lot of people. So that's where the money mindset comes in is, is rewriting the stories we've made up in our mind about what we can and can't have around money and what makes us greedy or selfish or what have you, and really embracing a story that feels really good to us. Wow. Yeah, that's really, that's really great. I I laugh because I'm laughing because it's just, it's just, we see it every day. I see it every day. I see retailers not paying themselves or Mm. having the mindset and the shift of, I don't know, just I have to work hard. And I hear you speak to this a lot, you know, with this, I don't know if it's the way we were brought up. I I, generational, I, we're like, we're not doing nine to five and working all day long and punching a clock and, you know, all, all of that mindset, there's so many things we could talk about. I know, but money is the heart of our businesses. It has to be. And it's what gives us, you know, it's what gives us freedom with our family. We regularly say our board of directors are sitting around our kitchen table, right? Like we're the yeah. little guys with, that's where our, that's where, so we have to be responsible <laughs> and it's okay to make money and be responsible for those board of directors, right? Whether it's your dog or your, you know, or your, you gotta feed the dog and feed the baby. Yeah. Right? So. <laughs> kind of like the, it's kind of like speaking of heart, it's like metaphorically speaking, yeah, there's a heart part of us, but what also needs the breath and money is the breath, so to speak. Right. And heart is the passion that's there. Yeah, that's that's a great that's a great that's a great one. <laughs> I love that one. So I always get gold nuggets um, from Emily every time. Listen closely today because I think there's a lot of people who don't pay attention to uh, the mindset around this, and so they hear mindset, they check out. This happens all the time. So this podcast mm. will not be named Money Mindset because of that. <laughs> 
yeah. we're gonna we're gonna call it like make more money. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> but so tell me a little bit. Like this is really funny. I laugh in in your introduction, and you know you're uh, regularly called the money godmother. Can you tell me about that? Yeah. What is, where does that come from? It 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 was really fun. So there's these two clients of mine. They were business partners, and um, they run a local like brick and mortar shop here, where it's like a they specialize in facials and brows. So anyway they've been working with me off and on for years and, and they're amazing at manifesting. They're amazing at like putting it out there, what they want and getting it. And one time we were having our, our session and one of them looks at me on, on one of our sessions and she's like, because she was manifesting stuff and like making more money. And she looks at me, she's like, you're like the money godmother, aren't you? And I was like, I like that. Like, yeah, I am the money godmother. Cause it's like, in her words, like essentially like, she's like, if you work with Emily, you just make more money. That's as simple as that. I was like, I'm taking that one. (laughs) So I'm here to say, I've been, we've been, I don't know, we've been online friends for a while. We've been in a few courses together and that kind of thing. I know who you're talking about. I know those people that have watched them. Let's, let's put this right out. Can you explain just a little bit? People hear manifestation word, Wendy, Mm. and they, they kind of, they're like, you know, can you just dispel that? Just, can you just give us one word dispel? No, I'm just kidding. But can you explain just a little bit how that works? Cause it, it works. I'm 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 not a I'm not a woo believer. I know it sounds like I am. I would not consider myself woo woo or whatever. But I do. I believe the universe is working for me. I think good things happen. I think you got to think. Anyway, can you? So I do believe in this. Can you? The way you teach it or the way you speak about it. Can you just talk to that a little bit? A little bit. Yeah. So essentially, like we can take away the word like manifesting because it does kind of feel this like it's just like like magic spell we're putting out there, right? It's essentially just aligning. How do I put this in a non-woo way? <laughs> you can woo it up. <laughs> Go ahead. But I do, I do know that you've explained it well before. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, so here's the thing. Actually, let me put here's a really simple kind of like cycle, if you will, is we have expectations about what we think we can and can't have in life. So mm-hmm. we ex- so there's expectations around money because we're here talking about money. So your listeners there, I want them to think of like, what do you expect around your money? Mm-hmm. So it might be like, and, and it's very unconscious because growing up, we have this, what, what I call your imprint period, age zero to seven, where you kind of build your own beliefs around money, what you can and can't have, what's possible for you, what's not possible, that kind of thing from your upbringing. So as, as adults, we have these expectations of, I've heard some like, you know, I'll have savings once I'm retired. You know, it's just normal to be in debt. I'll never make any more than $80,000 a year. These are all very subconscious things. So we have expectations. These expectations then lead to our thoughts of, you know, I make, you know, $80,000, whatever it is. So the expectations lead to our thoughts. And then the thoughts then lead to our actions. So because somebody might think I'm always going to be in debt, you know, until I get to like the retired age, then maybe I'll have my savings. They will then take actions that line up with that. Meaning um, instead of thinking, what if I don't, you know, what if I can get out of debt now? What if I don't have to have the debt until I'm 60 years old? They might start doing things differently where they say, you know what, every month I'm going to put $300 on my debt. Or like, we're going to really focus on paying this down, what have you. So it's kind of this little like cycle of expectations lead to thoughts, lead to actions. And then it like reinforces the whole cycle. So that's really like manifesting broken down in the sense that what you think and feel about yourself, you, you really attract into your life. 
so these clients of mine that I was, that called me the money godmother, what it really came down to was shifting their expectations. So as like salon spa owners, there's this kind of unwritten, not rule, but like kind of undertone in that industry where it's like, you work six, day, six days a week, you never take a break, you know, 12 hour days. And I'm sure it's, it's much like your industry with r- retail shop owners, right? Like you got to work hard for your money. And so really what we were doing over the years was breaking down these beliefs and saying, well, what if that's not true? And so now they're actually closed, I think Mondays and Sundays, and I think Wednesdays too. I think they're only open four days a week, their, their spa. They personally don't work at all in the services anymore. So it's, it's aligning their thoughts and actions with what they want to attract. <laughs> that's no, that's perfect. I'm so glad you explained it that way. Cause that's how I think of it. When I think of manifesting, I think it was like, if I think of a bicycle, I'll get a bicycle. That's yes. Mm. Right. So that's not what it is. I yeah. like, we sold everything we owned and now live in a little cottage by the sea because mm. oh, I don't like saying we manifested. We didn't ma- manifest it. We shifted our belief and the way we thought about it was like, what does, what could that look like? Like, because yeah. this was supposed to be our retirement, this was going to happen when we retired. And I'm like, mm. what could that look like? So it, it, to me, it's such a gift to think of. Thank you for explaining it in that easy way. It's like, we have to shift what's possible for us and yep. shift out of our bias. And you're right. People do think to your spa owners, my retailers, a lot of retailers think, oh, you can't take a paycheck. You just keep putting money back into the business. I, if I hear that one more time and y'all know, I don't let, I don't believe <laughs> that it's pay yourself, you know, first as a, as a, you know, pay yourself uh, a paycheck. But you know, if you, if you think that's just the way it is, that's just the way it is. You don't think differently. You don't align your actions exactly to what you said. So it's not a magic wand. And even though she is the yeah. money godmother, it's only <laughs> she helps you. Sh- I, I think the magic comes from shifting your thoughts you're not giving a magic wand and making magic appear for your clients you're helping them shift the way they think about what they could do and what's possible is that correct I mean does that yeah yeah like actions line up to put it simply I take what my clients feel is impossible and make it possible yeah I bring in the what if what if that could happen right and then they're like wait but no that can't like but what if (laughs) like yeah yeah. And, and yeah. And I've heard. So one of the things I want, you're making it all sound so easy and, you know, it's like, you know, and I know you've had a lot of great success and again, follow your journey. So I should also mention Emily's in St. John's, Newfoundland. So she's a fellow Canadian. Yeah. Shout out to uh, our, all our Canadian listeners. We have a lot of Canadian listeners along with the rest of the world. We have such worldwide followers now. It's wonderful. Um, so it's great, you know, so I, and I've known your story and, you know, I know how you align, but it hasn't always been easy. Right. I mean, no there's always bumps in the road. I love the question. I'd love to ask, like, what is a regret or something that you wish you could do differently or had could go back and change or mm. something you could change in business? I love asking that because I love knowing where's something that you would have shifted yourself. I wish that I would have believed in myself earlier. Hmm. Meaning there's things that I've achieved in my business, yeah. like hitting the you know, the six figure mark and then getting the multiple six figures and all that kind of stuff. And there's these goals that I had in my business and coming back to the whole expectation thing. It's, I thought I had to do certain things, be certain things, look a certain way in order to hit these goals. And what I wish I had done was realize that that was all BS and just gone for it anyway. So 
this is actually real good practical exercise for your listeners is one time when I did, this is a few years ago, what I did, I remember I really wanted to have a 25 K month in my business in sales. So what I did to kind of uncover what was blocking me or stopping me from this was I wrote out all the things that I thought I needed to do to hit the 25 K like, Oh, I need to do a launch. I need to, you know, do more ads. I need to grow my email list. Blah, blah, blah. Like I had this huge laundry list. And then I just like sat, I remember sitting in my bed and I sat there and I was like, well, no wonder I haven't hit the 25 K month yet because I told myself there's like 36 things I need to do in order to hit it. And then I just literally crossed all of them out. And it was like, what if that's all BS? And I just get to decide to do it now, mm-hmm. which I know sounds a bit like, well, you can't just sit there and decide, Emily, like you got to do something. Yes. And I just took one step at a time. So it was like, okay, like I followed the little breadcrumbs of, of inspiration and then lo and behold, I didn't hit it that month, but I believe it was the next month that I did hit my 25 K month. And it came from me just being like, you know what? I'm just going to go for it. Like, I'm just going to do it and taking those little steps to, to get there. So I guess a- alongside that whole, like, believe in yourself earlier is also take away the giant staircase of things you think you need to do and climb to get to the the goal and just like put it at your level and just say like one baby step at a time. That's, that's so good. I think, yeah, that's really good. And thank you for that. Actually, that's literally an, a, an action step that we can all take away and think about it. I think we get back to this maybe preconceived, like we have to do it a certain way. Your spa owners, for example, they had, you know, they had to be open hours and all that kind of thing. And I think we forget <laughs> that we can sit on our bed and cross off lists and still get like still get to what we want to do by making it easier. So I love saying things, you know, it can, like, how can we make this simpler and easier? Because life is hard right now. <laughs> we are, you know, we are, I don't even know where we are in this pandemic world that we're in or whatever, you know, so it's been hard. Things have been hard, um, yeah. heavy and hard. And especially for retailers, as I know, yeah. you know and you're well aware of for everybody, for goodness sakes, for everybody. So I think we get down on ourselves and we don't, and we just think we have to do it. So, um, you know, we should do it this way and we should do it that way. So thank you for the freedom of saying we don't have to do it that way. But I think the confidence comes like to you saying you wish you had more confidence in yourself, you know, or had done things sooner. But I think that that's really hard sometimes when you feel all these heavy, you're carrying around all these heavy should do's and yeah. I'm not good at, and the world is against us because they're throwing dodgeballs at us. That's what we, we call it in, in my inner circle. I'm like, okay, we're playing dodgeball again. Like every time pandemic would open up, like we're, we're pivoting and shifting and all these things. <laughs> is there, you know, any advice or thoughts on how you can shift the, not the world is against me. That's not, but how do I like set some of these balls down and maybe reframe my thinking on it's happening for me and not to me. I've Mm. heard that before. Yeah. And so there's so many things I could say about this for one is we're much more resourceful than we give ourselves credit for. Yes. And (laughs) right. Yeah. And And so and creative, we can all be very creative under all these dodgeball days, but yes. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think like sitting back and just kind of getting to the underlying, like, well, why am I, why am I even on the dodgeball field? Like, why am I even playing dodgeball? Like, what is the ultimate goal that you want to get to? So I think that's the first step is getting clarity on what is the, the very specific clear goal. Is it 
to, you know, have $10,000 in sales? Is it just to put food on the table? Is it like, what is the goal here? And then from there, there's, here's another practical tool is, and kind of going back to what we were just saying a second ago is like take, taking the shoulds off of your business. Cause I think, I think the longer that one is in an industry, it's actually sometimes to their detriment because they, they can like get the box much more tight of like how things have to go. So really be creative with the opportunities in this case, since we're talking about money to make money. So, (laughs) so when you're in the metaphorical, like dodgeball scenario is you can sit down and say to yourself, what are 50 ways that I can make money? Like within the next 24 hours. And I don't mean like you need to sit down and get very strategic on business ways, but literally anything goes like, okay, I could knock on my neighbor's door and ask them if they want me to walk their dog for them, (laughs) like for 10 bucks, like literally anything goes because the point of this is not to get the quote unquote perfect idea or the right thing that you should do. It's to open up your brain to the opportunities of abundance and that there is so much opportunity. And then not only that, but to take it a step further, to really get into the, you know, this is working for me instead of against me is to start to notice it because there is that part of our brain that once we start to focus on things, we, we notice more of it. It's like the classic car example. When you buy a new car, all of a sudden you see that car everywhere, right? So there is that part of our brain that once it focuses on something, it'll see that opportunity or that thing everywhere. So even like last night, somebody had bought, you know, a $27 thing off of my website. So when I was going to bed last night, I wrote down, you know, thank you for that sale of 27 bucks. It's not like paying my mortgage, (laughs) but it's doing something to know that I am supported. So all that to say is to back up is one, get creative about the opportunities Two ask yourself, what am I pretending? Actually, not even that, but ask yourself, like, how can I get more resourceful? And how can I, this is really blunt, but it'll stay with your listeners. How can I stop playing dumb? Yeah. Right. Like we pretend not to know the answer, but if there's enough, um, if there's enough leverage behind it, you'll figure out an answer. So just to give a strange example. It's like, if somebody they're listening, you know, needed to make $10,000 in their, or wanted to make $10,000 in their business, they might be like, okay, I could do this. I could do that. But you know, they might half-ass it. But if I said, Hey, your significant other or your child or whoever, your dog is going to need a surgery that requires $10,000 tomorrow. You have to make that happen. Otherwise, like not to get morbid here, but they they die. (laughs) Like they're going to be dead. No problem. They get, yeah. Right. They would get a hell of a lot more resourceful than if it was a, oh, this would be nice. Mm-hmm. So make things a must instead of a would be nice. And then you get a lot more resourceful. You get a lot more like you, you tap into that, that wisdom and that creativity that's always been in there, but you just have like not really needed to, to pull it out of you before. Yeah, that's great. I actually, before we jumped on as well to you shared, uh, I don't even know. I'm going to throw you under the bus on this one, but I don't know. <laughs> but you share, I love this idea. I just, it just, I, I, when you said it, I was like, that's hilarious about like even throwing out bad ideas. Like what's yeah. the, what are some bad ideas walking your, like walking your neighbor's dog? Like, I don't know, but like bad ideas. And do you want, can you speak a little bit to that? I thought that was brilliant as well. Just. Yeah. So <laughs> earlier when you and I were chatting yeah. <laughs> before we hit record and uh, 
she was saying, so I have a shift event, my, an event coming up and it's called shift. And, uh, you know, we were saying how she was saying how she loved the name of it. So I was saying to Wendy that an exercise that I learned doing my MBA was in, well, it could be corporate setting or and now in this case, it was a corporate setting because an MBA world, but is to ask your employees or even ask yourself for that matter, like, what are terrible ideas? Because it takes the pressure off of like, oh, no, that's stupid. Or, you know, that like literally the point is to give the worst idea ever, <laughs> like, and so you just go. So for example, my podcast, like you were saying earlier, the, the story behind that, when I was trying to think of a name for my podcast, I did this exercise, give myself the worst names. And I remember looking over to my right in my basement and my daughter has a jolly jumper. And so I saw that jolly jumper and I was like, the jolly good day show. Like that's what I could call my podcast. And I just kept giving myself all these, what I thought were terrible names. And then I looked back, I was like, kind of like the jolly good day show. <laughs> and then that's what it became. So it just like, let the creativity, let the spark come from these seemingly like quote unquote, like stupid ideas. And you'll be pleasantly surprised at what comes. So coming back to the shift event that came from a, you know, a bad idea where my friend and I were, were coming up with terrible ideas. And then next thing you know, we get shift. We're like, Huh, we really like that. We'll let everybody <laughs> guess where that came from from the, the shift yeah. show. So, yeah, the shift, the the shift show. And then, yeah, there was a step behind that that we yeah, won't say, yeah. but yeah. Uh, which I am very excited to uh, go. I am I'm registered in St. John's, Newfoundland. I'm very excited. My first conference in a long time in human. Yes. And having some fairy issues trying to get over, but I'm trying. I'm going to try to be there. So I'm very excited. And when this episode comes out, we're recording this in May and um, I'm going to be on the road on my way there. Hopefully if all goes well, yes. <laughs> that's going to be my plan. Yes. So hopefully that's what we're doing. And I'm very excited about it. So, but I do love like that. Is, I love that idea. I love that. And I, I love the idea of the bad ideas <laughs> because yes. even just trying to think of something different in your shop, like something, what's the worst event we could run? Like what's the silly or, you know, what's silly and crazy. It, it opens up that creative, you know, the creative brain. I don't know. So, and this all does go back to money, right? It all goes back to how can we, make, how can we make money? What's the worst way yeah. we can make money? Like, yeah. you know, so yeah. it's just, you know, kind of go back to it. So uh, I, do, I do love that. I think that's really, really uh, a great piece of advice and a shout out to your podcast, quick, fast, not long, John, I like mine, <laughs> um, but they're quick and easy. They're so good. The Jolly Good Day show is really, everybody should go listen. I think it's amazing. So Thank do you have you. as much fun doing them as it seems like you do? Yes. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Uh, and coming back, actually coming back to this whole should, you know, idea was I never did a podcast for the longest time because I thought they had to be an hour and I thought they had to always have interviews and blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, and then I took that should off and I was like, I just want to do like, some of my episodes are like four minutes long. I know. I love it. Right. Just like quick and dirty. Like here's a little something that's on my mind, just myself. I just did it my way. That felt really good to me. And like, I love it because I took all the shoulds off of what a podcast had to look like or sound like. Yeah. Uh, to, to that point, it's a really funny story. When I started my retailers inner circle where my members hang out, my community, I took a course on building a membership from Stu McLaren. A lot of my, yeah. know they've talked about Stu before. So I've done that, you know, I did the course, but I didn't really like do all, I didn't know that I wasn't supposed to launch or ask a small community. I didn't know that. I didn't know 
and then because everybody had these big communities and all these things and I was like well I gotta wait till everything's perfect right mm. I have to wait till I have a big audience I have to wait till I have like whatever I don't even know now all the rules that I was supposed to do right? I was supposed yeah. to wait and I had people asking me for help like just retailer friends I had people saying you know like well what's next because I had done a little workshop and anyway and I was like oh I'm gonna start a membership and I did nothing like I just did it my way I did it what worked for me I didn't have all the bells and whistles we just we just started you yeah. know and I started imperfectly and to that point why why I'm sharing that is because I didn't I how can I make this work what what could that look like for me how could we, how can we manifest that by getting out of, you know, so it, it happened. And three years later, we're, you know, we're a pretty thriving community and we're still doing things imperfectly and not the way we're should or supposed to all the time. So yeah. uh, I think it's freeing when we think about that, you know, when we come from a place of what do we want and what would serve our people and let's get, and I love the bad idea thing. I'm going to use that so much now. <laughs> There's going to be so many bad ideas going on. I'm just kidding. So, so many bad ideas. So what, what's that? Can you tell us what's next for you? What's like, what are you, what are, what's going on in, in Emily world? Well, speaking of, I feel like I'm in, like, as you know, I had my daughter six months ago now. So it's obviously a big life transition. And, um, I've been in this industry now for seven years. Yeah. Seven years. Wow. And so what's next for me is really like, and I, I, speaking of live events, I just went to New York city last week. Yeah. I just got back this time last week from New York city for my first ever in-person live event. And I'm all at like, I'm kind of, I kind of want to start fresh, which might sound like I'm like burning down my business, but <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going anywhere, but really like, I'm done with the way I've been doing things for years. And I don't know if it's now having a child or just being in this industry for so long, but I really am about like doing that bad list of what do I just want to do that just like is wild and wacky. Cause I feel like I, for being in it in seven years now, I've taken so many courses and done so many trainings and all that kind of stuff. And I feel like my box got more and more narrow of what I thought I had to do as a coach and that kind of thing. And now I just want to bust that open and just be like, here's what I want to do. So I know that didn't give you a straight answer, but, um, that's a big answer. Yeah. <laughs> like all that to say is definitely like changing the way that I've done things in the past in a fresh and exciting way that excites me first and foremost, because, and I think this goes for any business owners. Like if you're not excited about it, it's hard to get your clients excited about it. So yeah, I'm just so, so all that to say, I, I feel like I'm going to step away more, more from the one-to-one -one coaching. Cause I just have, don't have the capacity to do that much anymore and really come back to the community, like doing group coaching. I love that kind of stuff. Um, but what that looks like, I'm, I'm working out that now, um, to see how that evolves. That's exciting. And actually that's another good takeaway for everybody to think about it. I totally 100% agree that if you're not lit up about your business, you can't fake it. Like yeah. you can't just keep showing up if it's not. And I coach retailers all the time and it breaks my heart sometimes, you know, um, and that goes to self-care in a bigger way in that you have to make sure you're taking care of yourself and that you're still doing what you love and business yeah. is boring. We all know that like we all, like the routine is boring, but you have to keep the core of why you're doing what you're doing and you have to be lit up doing it. So yeah. coaching, whether you're, like you said, whether you're doing one-on-one, -on -one, not that you can't, but it's, you know, I, I totally get it. And the same for my retailers, anybody listening, like just 
because this is the way you're doing it now, you know, how can we change it up? You have to be lit up. People, people see, <laughs> people see yeah. the big smile on your face. Yeah. And it will drain you too. And you got a little baby and all the stuff happening. Right. So yeah. there's lots of ways to make money and help impact people, which I know lights you up or uh, I think lights you up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, very absolutely. good job of faking it. Cause you're so good at it. So, <laughs> so. <laughs> I'll share, um, I'll share. So I have this little calendar on my, on my desk. That's from you are a badass. Yeah. And I think it a lot, like I, I bring it up because I'm really feeling into just simplifying my business and today's words of wisdom, if you will, that I think might resonate with your audience is she says, one of the biggest banana peels on the road to success is fragmenting your time and focus. If you're all over the place, you're half assing a bunch of different things instead of kicking ass at one thing. So that's what I'm really feeling now is like, I am a creative person. And so it's easy for me to think of a dozen things I want to do, but really like honing in and being like, okay, this thing I'm going to go all in and be super pumped about. That's what I'm, I'm working on now. I love, I love that. And I, I love it. And I'm laughing because in my head, when you say creative, I mean, I know you're an artist as well. You paint and, you know, I'm like, she's going to become a full-time artist now. That's the new gig. Right. So I'm just, I'm going to, maybe that's part of it. I don't know. I'm just, yeah. I just thought it was cool. Cause it's been fun watching you put your art out there as well too, which is oh, thanks. not like, you're like, it's not business. It's my, here's my art side. Here's my arty side. So my art, yeah. I love it. And you're very good at it. So I want to honor your time. Thank you for being here. One last question I do want to ask you. We love to ask our guests if there's any advice that you've been given or that you love to share that might inspire and encourage and lift up um, my retailers. Yeah, I used to share this. Whenever people would ask me this on podcasts, I used to share this, but I've actually changed it. I used to say, start before you're ready, which I feel like we've heard lots of times. <laughs> and I, I, I believe that to a certain extent because- yeah. I feel like that's how I got my business started was before I thought I was ready and prepared and all that kind of stuff I started, which was fantastic. But I've since changed it to start before you think you know the how. So yeah, yeah, because I feel like, you know, going back to me beginning a business, I was ready. Like, I was like, give me the clients. Like I want to get in, get in there and start coaching. I want to have the sold out group programs and all that kind of stuff. So I was ready for it, but I kept, what it really boiled down to was, I don't like, I was telling myself, but I don't know how, how am I going to do that? How am I going to fill up? So it was the, how that was tripping me up. Yeah. So, so it's like, start before, you know, the, how I love <laughs> Which, that. I love that. That, that was, yeah. that's me on a lot of things. <laughs> I'm a starter. I'm not always sure how I'm going to get there. So, yeah. So yeah. just like whatever, like even I know this is a random story, but I mean, my first home that I ever owned, I built from like the ground up. I had no idea what I was doing. I was the foreman. Like I was the general contractor. Like I was piecing it literally like piecing it together as I went. I didn't know the how, I don't know, but I just like took one step at a time. So that's what I recommend. Whatever dream goal desire there is out there for your listeners is to ask themselves like or just tell themselves like start before you know the how like just do something and you will end up maybe it'd be a week from now five years from now whenever finally to that thing because you just started without knowing all the pieces that were to come together yeah that's great advice and I always feel sad when I hear people say that they just they just, they live in the, the dream of it. They just mm. never take that step. And 
I, you are right. Starting before you're ready. I mean, that's me. Let's start before you know the how. I love that. So we're going to yeah. totally take that away. That's a beautiful quote. <laughs> so thank you so much. So where can my, uh, we'll have all your information here, but where can, where's the best place for my uh, listeners to reach out and get some, get some Emily King love? Love. Yeah. Um, you can check me out uh, two places, Instagram. My handle is at emilyking.ca and my website is also emilyking.ca. So either place and they can message me and say, hello, let me know that they heard me here and connect. And uh, if you go to my website, there'll be freebies and like goodies on there that they can download. So yeah, that's where they can check me out. You have some great stuff. Although I'm laughing because maybe by the time we do this, you've all changed everything and there might right? not be any <laughs> so There might not be. And they'll be like, I'm just kidding. There won't be. But we'll put, you, we'll put you. And Emily's one to follow on Instagram. I do love following you on Instagram. I'm still an Instagram girl. I think it's, uh, I still think it's a, um, I'm a, I'm a connector. I love like just connecting and DMing with people. And Emily's just one to follow. It's not like a fakey old poo-poo site. So yeah it's real life so thank you so much emily um i think there's so many takeaways and things to unpack here today and i appreciate you and i appreciate your time for being here today with us thank you thank you well that's it for this week's episode of the creative shop talk podcast I'm so glad that you're here to join us this week, and I hope you found value in what we're sharing here. I want to remind you that our website has all of the show notes. You can find it at wendybatten.com slash podcast. Everything that you need to hear about today's podcast is there. Also an opportunity if you need to reach out to me. If I can support you in any way whatsoever, please feel free to reach out. Make sure you join our Rockstar Creatives Facebook group. We will continue the conversation over there weekly. So thanks for joining us. Please leave a review, subscribe if you can, and never miss an episode. We hope to see you back here again next week. Thanks, my friend. Have a great week.